God, praise God. We have been on the series, like Lena mentioned, on um, our 40 days of prayer series. And um, last week, through um, um, Bamdala, Chris, we were blessed with that message on dreaming big. And I hope that we have all quantified our dreams We've measured our dreams, we've scaled our dreams, and then we are pushing out and, and, and digging deep into that to be able to see or make sure that our dreams come. It's when he shared that um, I realized actually that my dreams were quite scary. <laughs> when I was looking at them, I was like, how on earth am I going to uh, kind of uh, achieve these dreams. And then I was so much uh, blessed with uh, knowing that it's not by your own power, not your own mighty, but God is with you if you involve him in your dreaming. God is with us if we involve him to dream, if we involve him in everything that we are doing. And um, so this week we just want to share on praying hard so that we can see that those dreams come to pass. We want to pray through those dreams. We want to pray and believe God for the impossible situation, for the impossibles, for those great dreams to come to pass. That's why we are here today. And now before I share about that and what I have in my heart, I I, I just want to, to share with you that this week for me as a person hasn't been an easy one. It's been quite... Uh, a stressful one, a tough week, but it's in those stressful moments you realize how great God is and the love that God has for us, that it's so great. Amen. Uh, The week really started and ended at a very tense moment where we, as a family, I lost my grandfather. Um, I lost my grandfather and and the family was in those moments where a lot of things were going on. And just losing the grandfather, as if it was not bad enough, but just the culture around that itself is just so operating. Where, yeah, it was so much on dad's side, and it had to fall on the grandchildren and the expectation around that. And I'll be able to touch that a bit on the prayers that were offered and how God came through. And coming back home, I also found that my kids were sick and my wife was alone, you know. And I was not around, went for the family, and yet back home, your kids are sick, taking them to the clinic. And she was alone in that all moment. You feel like, oh, my God, what should I have done? But I felt so really great on that Wednesday, baptizing 16 people. In three years, that was like the biggest number open church has ever had. Um, that was really, really great. Really, really great. So now looking at both sides of the scale, you know, on this one is so heavy. On this one, there is joy. And riding on the little joy on this other one makes you have that inner peace. And we thank God for that. Amen. And here we are. I am. And we are, we are going to listen uh, to talk about praying hard. Now, the first thing that came to my mind when I was thinking about praying hard, it's as if it really takes strength and power to be able to pray hard. 
Then I was thinking about it on the other way when we say it is hard. Prayer is hard. Like most people would say, like, hmm, prayer is so hard. It's all negative, isn't it? Like prayer is hard. Praying is not a simple thing. Like when people think about prayer and fasting, you think like, no, <laughs> that's not easy. It's so hard. So we are not viewing on praying hard. On an, on, a, on an aspect of it being hard, therefore you need to pray harder. We are looking at praying hard through the lenses or through uh, the promises of God. And I made a little research on the promises of God in the Bible. Then I found that there are 7,487 promises that God has put in the Bible for you and me. Isn't that great? 7,487 promises. Mm -hmm. And then it takes me to the Bible in Deuteronomy when God says that whatever has been revealed to you and me are for us and our children and our children's children. And the Bible also says that God's promises for you and me are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. So I look at, at that and then but you and I have we have a task to do. We have an assignment to do. We have to claim those promises. We have to pray through those promises. We have to remind God of his promises to, uh, to us that are written in his word in the Bible. And that's why we're like, okay, you have to stand on God's promises until they come to pass. You have to stand on your watch. You have to stand on God's promises until they are fulfilled. And therefore, that calls for you to stand and pray hard. So praying hard is not about the power of the voice. It's not about the person who is praying. It's not about how hard, how loud you are in your prayer. It's not about how many vocabularies or how many words you can put towards your prayer. It's about standing on God's promises and the medium of faith and through the Holy Spirit to be able to see your prayer answer. To be able to see the promises coming to pass. You may say like, oh, then that would be so unfair for some people with small voices. If it's about the power in your voice. You know, I grew up, I grew up being taught how to pray so hard in a, another way where you have to pray so loud. You know, when they say the loudest the amen, the bigger the blessing. Have you heard about that? <laughs> the loudest the vocal or your voice in prayer, the quicker your miracle comes or the answers come. <laughs> and I remember those years in the Bible college, Babita Peterson was my lecturer. He would tell us that, <laughs> brothers, lower your voice and pray with peace. God is here. He's not far from here. <laughs> When we would be praying so hard, and his young brother also, Ayon Peterson, would tell us the same. Just pray with confidence and in a little voice. God is not far from you. <laughs> but you know, we came from that background where you have to pray so hard. And we got the kingdom of God suffers violence. And the violent one shall take it by force. I just don't know how much of violence we need to apply in order to take it by force. Because applying all the violences in the world or in, in my bones... I may not overcome 
the tenacity or the violence that the enemy may have, Satan may have. But I understand that it's in the promises through the Holy Spirit that we are able to become overcomers, that we are able to overcome through Christ Jesus. And those 7,487 could be even more than that promises of God in the Bible. They are for you and me, and we are going to claim them today. And I pray that this year God will fulfill some of them in the name of Jesus. I pray, that, I pray that as we stand and pray so hard and, and push in, in those words, in those promises of God, we're going to see breakthrough coming through. We're going to see breakthrough. We're going to see answers. We're going to see miracles. We're going to see God's promises coming to pass. And on that, we're going to read from the book, uh, from the New Testament, in Col- the book of Colossians. Paul is saying something in the line of prayer. Colossians chapter 4. And um, verse, verse 2, from verse 2, starting from verse 2. Uh, r- look at what the Bible is saying. Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. And pray for us too that God may open a door for our message so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ for which I am in chains. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. Now, you look at the beginning, uh, the starting of his uh, writing to the church. He says that, devote yourselves to prayer. Now, you have to understand, other Bible says that, be persistent in prayer. Other version, version says that, be constantly in prayer. So, when you're talking about devoting yourself, you're talking about developing a lifestyle. When you're talking about devoting yourself, you're talking about making something becoming a part of you. You're talking about living a certain life, living, uh, adopting a certain standard, and having a certain uh, consistency in, in a certain way, or, uh, in a lifestyle. So pray saying that, be persistent in prayer. He's saying, devote yourselves to prayer. Not only does he ask you to be consistent or uh, devote yourself to prayer, he's saying also that be watchful. All right? Have you seen those words? Devote yourself or be consistent. He also says that be watchful. Not only are you asked to pray you in, in devotion or consistency, he's also saying that as you pray, be watchful. And I'm trying to think of what? Be watchful of what? And, and this is my line of thought. Devote yourselves to prayer and be watchful. I want to think in the line of being watchful, it's because after you pray, let me say I've got the dreams that I'm praying through. I'm circling my dreams. And then I have to be watchful for the opportunities that God is going to bring to fulfill the prayer request that is being offered. So to me, it's like already this prayer is granted. Remember the words of Jesus? He says that when you come together, when you pray, believing that God will answer your prayer, he has already answered them. So there is an any percent uh, chance of your prayer being offered. If you pray in faith and the will of God, I would say 100% of your prayer being answered if it's being prayed through the will of God, in the will of God. It's in line with God's will for your life. And then Jesus says it has, it has already been granted. Therefore, have it in mind, be watchful, so that you do as you have prayed. Be watchful to take actions and to tap into whatever God is doing, to take steps. 
with God so that those prayers may be fulfilled. For example, I might be praying for a house to be built. Like, God, I'm circling my house. I want to build a house. You know, those prayers are great, nice incense being taken or pushed to God. And God is receiving prayer. Now, I have to be watchful for the action of that prayer of a house. Maybe God is going to give me opportunities to be able to build the house. Money will begin to come, maybe. Uh, maybe an opportunity for employment might come. Maybe an opportunity for uh, business may come. Maybe somebody may co- cooperate with me to make sure that that prayer that I've prayed to God is answered. Because God does not forget our prayers. Amen? God is constantly reminding himself about the prayers that we ask, about the prayers that we pray to him. And here is another part. God does not only receive prayer, God returns prayer. So what I mean by God returns prayer, when you pray to God, God wants to answer our prayer. He answers our prayer. He communicates back because prayer is a communication between me and God. Through the medium of faith. When prayers are being offered by faith, God is not hesitant to answer those prayers. And we know that uh, the answer to prayer may not always be yes. Sometimes could be no. Other times could be wait. Other times maybe the time may not be ready. But God will be constantly reminding himself and looking at your prayers. And you have to know one another thing is that, another thing is that, There is someone also praying for you. The Bible says that Jesus is constantly praying for the believers. Jesus is there constantly making intercession for us and we'll look at that briefly. But here the Bible is saying that devote yourselves to prayer and also be watchful for the opportunities that God will bring so that your prayers may be fulfilled. How many of us know that some prayer are, are, are answered through people around here? We know that, right? I may be praying for in a certain direction, and God may put answers in another person. Now, if I'm not watchful, I may pray, forget, and go in another direction, and maybe um, cross ways with my answers. Therefore, I have to be watchful for the opportunities that God is going to bring so that the prayers are answered. And the last thing that Paul says is that be thankful. Be thankful. Be thankful. Begin to thank God for the promises in the Bible. And begin to remind him how good he is. And begin to, to lift his name on high for the prayers that you have offered. And for his faithfulness towards answering your prayer. Be thankful to God. And also I'm looking at that. Why would Paul say be thankful before I even receive it? You know, there's something uh, with the heart that is grateful. There's something with a person who reminds who remembers the good thing that somebody has done for them also with god thankfulness shows that our attitudes are right we recognize that god as he is there for us and it's not just because we pray but it is his will to be able to give us good things to be able to do great things in our lives hallelujah so we all we have to be thankful to the lord god so paul says that devote yourselves to prayer being watchful and thankful and pray for us too that God may open a door for our message so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ. You know, the other part, it's what Paul was circling in his life. 
And briefly, I'm going to talk about how Paul was a circle maker and he so much circled the Great Commission. And he's just right now in this scripture circling the Great Commission. He's making a circle around the Great Commission. He's saying that I live for this. I live to fulfill the mandate of God in my life. I live to see that the gospel of Christ is preached to many people. I see, I live to see that many people come to know Jesus. Therefore, pray for me because this is what I am circling. This is what I am praying into. I am standing in the ground and circling myself around the Great Commission to see it fulfilled. I am circling myself around the unity of the church to see that the church of Christ is one. But to do all that, we have to be devoted. We have to be thankful. We have to be watchful. I just want to ask you and me a question this morning. Are we watchful? Are we being devoted? Are we devoted? And are we being thankful for what God is doing? If we embrace those three lines uh, or three Paul's, uh, thoughts in Paul's writing, therefore we are going to pray and we are going to stand and being so victorious in our lives. We are going to see victory coming and we are not going to give up no matter what comes because we are going to develop that lifestyle. Of prayer, we're going to be constantly reminding ourselves of the goodness of the Lord. And this morning, I was just praying to God that of these 7,487 plus promises in the Bible, I want to see this and that. And I started just going through them and reading through them. I want to see this and that fulfilled in my life. I started circling them and adding them to my circles, um, uh, prayer circles. And I said, God, I want to see this and that fulfilled in my life. It is possible we can do that. Praise the, Lord, the name of the Lord. We can really do that and we can see God coming through in our lives. Now, we should not underestimate the power of prayer. We should not underestimate the power of prayer. Prayer is a powerful weapon that can bring down mountains. Prayer is a powerful weapon that has got capacity to change situations, to change things if we pray in God. You know, James chapter 5 and verse 14 and 15. James chapter 5 and reading from verse 14 and verse 15. Uh, James chapter 5, Paul is saying something. I mean, James is saying something here. He's saying that uh, he's bringing a picture of how powerful prayer is. By, say, by saying that a prayer of a righteous man has got capacity, has got power to bring down so much, so many strongholds, and has got also capacity and power to bring healing. I'm trying to put it in, in a lighter vision, in my own vision. He's saying that the prayer of a righteous man has got power to bring healing. You know, it's not just about the prayer itself. He's talking about the power in prayer and also he's talking about the lifestyle of a person that is praying. Like also Paul said that devote yourself. Also James is saying that therefore confess your sins to each other. And pray for each other so that you may be healed. Now this is the part. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Alright. We just look and he's, mentioned, he's referring to Elijah. He's saying that Elijah was a human being. Even as we are, he prayed earnestly that it would not rain. And it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. 
He's saying that he starts by, before he brings in Elijah, he's talking about how a person can develop this lifestyle of prayer and praying through, praying hard through it, and how much effective that prayer is. He starts by saying a prayer of a righteous man. Who is this righteous man? Is a man that is repentant, a man that knows his sins, a man that is able to recognize his wrongs and to confess them. Have you read the first sentence and the second sentence? He said, confess your sins to one another that you may be healed. All right? That's what he's saying. And pray for one another. And then when your life is open, when you live a life that praises the Lord, that glorifies your God, when you look at what your life is and what is not right, and you confess the meaning, renouncing them, and choosing to live the life that God has for you, he's saying your prayer will be powerful. Your prayer will be effective. And whenever we, hear, we, we, we mention one another in prayer, we are going to be healed. Because we live in unity, we live in transparency with the word of God, and we live in openness, and we allow the Holy Spirit to come and work in our lives. There is, it's kind of like he's bringing us now, you know, the, the Jewish culture is they will, they, will, they, will, they, will, they will start with the end, and they will end with the beginning. All right. Then he's bringing in Elijah in the end. He's saying that Elijah was a human like you and me. And he prayed so that it may not rain. And it did not rain. He prayed again. Later on, if you go on, he said, he prayed again that the rain should come on the land. And it rained as his words were, as his prayer was. There is power in prayer. When the prayer is offered in faith, and when we know our right, when we know our standing with God, when we stand to pray, God will answer our prayer. God wants to answer our prayer. He's saying like, try me, test me and see that I am good. Offer your prayers to me. Offer your petitions to me. I want to answer your prayers. I want to come through and answer your prayer. God wants to see people rising up and praying and praying and praying through until the promises of God come to pass. God is not threatened by how big our prayers may be. God is looking for people that will pray for nations. That people are going to pray and say, God, give me the nation. No matter how big your prayers are. Some people may be like, God, give me the entire globe. God wants us to slide him to the edge of his throne and say, wow, they are praying that the dead may come back to life. They are praying that the incurable diseases may be healed. God has got capacity to answer and do mighty things when we pray. We pray to a God who answers prayer and he has got power and he has got everything in his hands to be able to give it to our favor when we pray to him. A praying church is a powerful church. A praying family stands strong. A praying life is a life of victory. If we stand and pray and pray in faith and remind God of the promises in his word, God is going to answer prayers and this world will be a changed place. And many people are going to come to the knowledge of God. That's why Paul, with this in his mind, he says that, pray for me that I may preach the gospel. I may fulfill the great commission. Pray for me that I may endure and stand because I live for the word of God. I live to say many people receiving the word of God. Isn't it amazing that God is calling us all to be circle makers? He's calling us to stand and pray hard and pray through the promises of God. 
So the power of prayer is not about the person praying. It's not about the voice. It's about the great God. We don't offer great prayers to a small God, but we offer prayers to a great God. Our God is bigger than anything we can ever imagine. He's got capacity beyond our imagination. And therefore, when we pray, no matter how hard the situation is, let's be blessed, assured that God is able to answer our prayer. God is able to answer our prayer. God is able to heal any disease. God is able to raise the dead from uh, the dead from the uh, people from the dead and be able to give them life again. God is able to give life to skeletons. He said to Ezekiel, I can do it all, but I want you to circle this valley of the dead, of the dead bones. I want to circle it. Uh, uh, Ezekiel, can you circle it? And I, God, will make it happen. Whatever it is in our lives, whatever situation we may be going through, let's stand and circle it. Let's stand and circle it and God will come through. There are many teachings in the Bible on prayer. But I want to just echo a little bit on three people teaching on prayer. And the first one is Jesus himself. Jesus, in, uh, he had this great life, a lifestyle of prayer. In, in Matthew chapter 17 verse 20, Jesus is teaching his disciples about prayer. The Bible says that Jesus replied to them. He says, it's because you have so little faith. I tell you, if you have faith as small as the mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you when you believe and when you pray. You know, that makes it easier. I mean, easier, not hard to pray. Because all you need to do is to have faith in God. Is to have faith in the promises of God. And when you have faith in the promises of God, speak those, those promises. Pray through those promises. God will be there to answer prayer. He wants to listen to us. He wants to hear you and me pray. Just say that your prayers are as big as uh, to the extent of moving the mountains. Your prayers got power to command a person that lives a life of prayer. A person that uh, knows the power of prayer. They are they turn the world upside down. Amen. Like the promises was for those guys. Like the men that turn the world upside down are here. They are here. And I believe they are in this house too. I believe they are in this church too. Jesus says that your prayer is important and it's so powerful. It's able to move mountains. You are able to speak to situations and situations will obey. Doesn't the Bible say at the mention of the name Jesus Christ, every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. And Jesus says in Mark 16, 16, he says that authority has been given to me from heaven and I give it to you. Go and raise the dead. Go and heal the sick. Go and cast out devils. And when you stand to pray, believe that it has been given to you. And he's saying that you can move mountains. I want to tell you that we are mountain movers. We are mountain movers. 
because of the one who is in me and who is in you. We are mountain movers. Because of the faith that we have in Christ Jesus, we are able to stand and pray. Jesus said in chapter 18, verse 18, that's the next chapter, chapter 18, verse 18. He says, whatever you stand to pray, whatever you lock on earth, it shall be locked in heaven. Whatever you unlock through prayer on earth, it shall be unlocked in heaven. I challenge you today to circle your family, to circle your life, to begin to pray God for the impossibles, and God is going to make it happen because he has promised us mountains, he has promised us cities, he has promised us kingdom, and he's going to make it come to pass in the name of Jesus. We have to pray because God is there to answer prayer. So Jesus says, guys, there is power in prayer. If you pray in faith, there is power in prayer. You know, even Jesus started teaching them in, the, in, in Matthew on the Lord's Prayer. He says that this is then how you should pray. You should thank God. You should exalt his name. You should repent of your sins. You should promote the kingdom of God and let his will be done. And then therefore you should be thankful to the Lord for everything that he has done for you. And when you pray like this, you pray through faith. Whatever you pray about, he says, ask anything in my name. And I'll ask my father in heaven, he shall do it for you. He will make it come to pass for you. We should not give up. Let's stand and pray. Let's continue praying. Also, Paul is teaching on prayer in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4 and 5. Paul also is demonstrating or highlighting something here to the Corinthians. Says. He's telling them how powerful prayer is. He's saying that the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. You know, I like it in King James Version. It says that. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, you know. <laughs> it says that they are not the weapons of this world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretens uh, pretensions, pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive of every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Can we imagine how much authority is just in that scripture? Pretensions, authorities, powers, dominions, authorities of this world. He says that we'll take them captive. We take them captive. We take them captive to make them obedient to Christ. You know, it's like something... It has got pretension, it's so evil, it has uh, arguments, and, and, and then it says that we are able to change the mentality to make it obedient to Christ. Have you seen? Like, we have got power, we are like change agents, the agents of change. We are able to allow people come and tap in God in the goodness of the Lord because of prayer, because of standing right with God, because of action of prayer, and because of reaching out to the Lord and allow the Lord to wake in us, we are able to change the system. The captives, the, I mean, the pretension, the argument, the authorities, the power, the dominion, the mindset, we are able to make it uh, obedient to the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why Paul said to the Corinthians, he says, just the, the, the chapter, the, the five chapters before that, he says that we are the ambassadors of Christ. 
we are the ambassadors of Christ. Therefore, there is power in prayer. The weapons that we have are not mere weapons. They are powerful. Prayer is one of them. Prayer is one of them. Prayer, the word of God, and the faith in Jesus Christ is are powerful weapons that are able to demolish every pretensions and every stronghold. He's calling us to pray. And to the Ephesians church, chapter 6, verse 18, Paul is saying something also on prayer. He's saying that, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions. He pray in the Spirit with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert always. Be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. You know? Be alert. It's coming again through Paul's writing to different churches. He said that devote yourself to prayer and be alert. Be watchful. So when we pray, it doesn't just end with prayer. Let's pray as if it all depends on prayer and, and if it all depends on God. And when after we've finished praying, let's, let's go and do prayer. Let's go and wake. Let's go and seize the opportunities. Imagine we are here praying for people to be served. Imagine we are, we are praying for people to come to the saving knowledge of God. You know, most of the time when we don't go out and reach out to the people, because when we are praying, we believe that God is filling us with authority, is filling us with grace, with anointing, to be able to reach out and speak his word, and through the Holy Spirit, people are able to be convinced and come to the Lord Jesus. Amen? But when we pray for people to be saved, when we pray for the kingdom of God, and we do not promote it in action, we are saying that we are praying God for other people to be able to fulfill the Great Commission. We are praying that other people, are we taking ourselves, are we to take ourselves out of the way? Therefore, Paul is saying that after we have prayed, let us take action. Whatever you have, here is my thoughts and my line to you. Whatever you are believing God for, circle them around, pray through them, pray through them. When you are done praying, begin to take steps of action. Begin to work, begin in a small way to begin to take steps in your dream. Begin to pray harder, believe God, develop it as a lifestyle, but begin to take little steps, step by step until they are accomplished and God will give you strength and God will give you opportunities to be able to accomplish your dreams.